0: hello and welcome back to another episode of below the dot podcast where we recap and discuss a new episode of degrassi the next generation every throwback thursday from the degrassi black hole i am your co-host terry mcgregor i'm your other host chris sharp and today we are recapping season five episode nine titled tell it to my heart I actually included a trigger warning I don't know if you did as well Um, but yeah so normally we would get into trivia right after I do have a trigger warning because there's just some sensitive topics that are covered in today's um, today's episode yes I'm all over the place right now (laughs) all
1: good i too am all over the place but yes trigger warning for homophobia and uh yeah i believe um someone might use some harmful language just in the episode i don't think it obviously i repeat it um just to know that it will be discussed and i can go ahead and get started with trivia i have four questions this week perfect what does cousin lou do for a living
0: he's a social worker yes how did tim get marco's address Some stalker way from the play call list or something like that? Yeah, the play contact list. There you go. How does Marco's dad think that Marco puts chicks in the mood? (laughs) Listening to Britney Spears, I assume. I think they just say Britney. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What play is Marco performing in?
1: Hamlet. Look at you. You got 100%...
0: Yes, look at me go. After all those weeks of me saying that I'm consistent with a C or a D. <laughs> okay, that makes me feel good. Um, for tidbits, I clearly I started typing something out and I did not finish my thought. Um, but we are introduced to a new character today and we'll get into it because he's a big part of plot A. But his name is Tim and he is questionably openly gay a new gay student i don't know if he was like out it or he actually came out to other people aside from marco but we'll get into that he only exists in season five apparently um before entering the black hole so i tried to do a deep dive on him and didn't find too much interesting information he was in quite a few movies and tv shows after degrassi but nothing that i have watched but yeah this is his first episode and i think in episode 17 he leaves so Don't get used to Tim is all I have to say for today. Right?
1: I'm like, who was this man and why was he relevant? Although I guess I, yeah. (sighs) Okay. So we'll just go ahead and get into it. So for the plot B of this episode, Peter makes yet another pass at Emma and she tells Peter that she's not doing this with him. He is not taking no for an answer, which is something that cishet men have, really have a hard time with accepting. And Peter especially, because he told us that. Weren't we just talking about this? He wasn't taking no for an answer in the last episode, was he? At all. So, Emma is a little bit flirty, but her we, her words clearly say no. But Peter is doing that things where guys do, and that he's refusing to take that. And she's genuinely trying to do the right thing here. but. Mm-hmm. She didn't like him initially, and he's persistent, which is making it really difficult for her. Emma is unsuccessfully selling tickets to the drama festival when Peter pops up to woo her by making the sale for her. Emma's clearly impressed, because, but she still turns Peter down again. At this moment, I was just like, I need to go down to, and check how many times Emma turned him down, because this is mm-hmm. ridiculous at this point. Like, his behavior is unacceptable,
0: yeah it you're literally putting it more into perspective for me that it was him like initiating it and she really was just trying to let him down more easily versus being like f you but it's pretty consistent or persistent rather
1: manny pops up and she accuses peter of harassing emma and in this moment manny is right that Mm -hmm. is exactly what he was doing i like i don't care what kind of energy emma was given i know that she was flirty but her words are pretty pretty clear the first 10 times Peter sees, or Emma sees Peter flirting with someone later, and she's clearly pressed for him, though. And he accuses her of being a tease because
0: she blows hot and cold. I don't agree. <laughs> she told you she does. she's not interested. Uh, but I'm just saying that, like, I feel like Peter has just been more persistent after the whole Manny situation. Because when the Manny situation, before it even went down, he knew that Emma was interested in him. So it just seems like a timing thing with him, With since everything went south with Manny so fast, that like, he's, like, only pushing up on Emma because of Manny.
1: So I don't agree that Emma's blowing hot or cold. Um, He's really just mad that she did not change her mind. So that's that on that. Fuck you, Peter Stone. (laughs) And I wish that she never changed her mind about him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know what's so funny is the way I interpreted it too, it felt like Emma was putting like mad secret energy into like entertaining him. But I can also see your point where it's literally just like she's just responding to him like they are what in the same club or something like that. Like they're just running in the same circles at this point.
1: So yeah. it's not even
0: at this point so secretive. I think by the end of this episode, I feel a little bit differently mm-hmm. about that. But right now she really is just trying to do her best to like still maintain whatever she has going on school-wise and then maintain her friendship with Manny. So it's just like he's, again, he's doing it on purpose because he knows that she's friends with Manny.
1: And to be fair, like, yeah, they're in the same areas. She did she did get jealous. She saw him flirting with someone else and she got jealous because she mm-hmm. likes him. She does yeah. like him like and you don't get to turn that off as much as you like to say this person did something horrible to your friend. Well, you don't like them anymore. Logically, that right. makes sense. But unfortunately, logic has nothing to do with who I do or do not like. Obviously, yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially a and, teenage brain at
1: that. <laughs> right. So whether or not she likes him, she has tried to do the best and she's told him no a bunch of times. But unfortunately, you know, her emotions got the better of her. And there we are. Mm-hmm. so she accuses Peter of being a jerk after he's like you blow hot and cold you tease and she storms away Emma's hanging out with Manny and she's been making hate pe- I hate Peter references all night Manny is like girl what are you doing you've been talking about him all day are you okay Emma claims that she's mad that Peter and Manny did Manny bogus lie
0: Hmm.
1: because it's like you're not mad about that at all but okay girl and she tried, and she's tired of waiting on karma. Emma decides that she's going to use her camera phone to get back at Peter, and Manny somehow thinks that Emma is doing this for her and not for her own selfish gang, which is weird because it's Emma.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Emma shows up to Peter's party, and she's apparently looking hot by their standards because Peter <laughs> looks interested. She apologizes for sending mixed signals and apologizes and tells him that she's green for go. So, of course, I have a question. mm <laughs>
0: Did you ever attend a stoplight party? No, I didn't. I always heard about those, but I feel like they never existed. I think I did in college. In college. I feel like I've heard about this before.
1: And I feel like theoretically, like, green for go seems thirsty, but you should, if you're going to be at a party and you're interested in meeting other people, you should wear green.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes it easier versus someone like coming up to you and like trying to put energy into it. Or for like if you just don't like people approaching you, then obviously you wouldn't wear green. Well, put so. red. Right. Right. So
1: it's good, green or red. I don't know why anyone would ever wear yellow though.
0: Right. Because I I need a clear answer. I hate a maybe uh, like a blinking red light. Like I don't like stuff like that because I need it to be very clear if I should go or not. <laughs> People do really struggle with gray areas, as
1: we keep talking about. But anyways, so this just kind of made me think when she said green for go. Let us know if any of you have attended a green light or a stoplight party. As you guys know, I'm thirsty and interested to hear from you. Please share. Emma and Peter go up to his room, and they get hot and heavy. Emma is very forward, but eventually she realizes that they're in what appears to be a storage closet. So Peter says, well, my dad throws a lot of storage items into my room, so I don't get a lot of privacy. And Emma can relate, because she's quote-unquote stuck in the basement with Snake's old bowling shoes and mold. But if anyone recalls correctly, Emma offered to move to the basement. Nobody told her. Nobody asked her.
0: Okay, I do remember that. I was trying to figure out why she was reaching so hard for a relatable story with Peter here, because I knew something was off.
1: Suddenly, Emma feels badly for Peter, so she kisses him and leaves, but she snaps a picture before she walks out. When she gets back to Manny, she tells him, she tells Manny that Peter barely noticed her. Manny says, better luck next time, but Emma's fake laugh tells us that there isn't going to be a next time to get revenge.
0: girl the amount of times at this point she's had to just be open with manny i feel like this is where it starts getting messed up because it's like at that point you probably could have just been like i realized something and xyz because now you're just lying you could
1: have just been quiet and you could have never like i mean i guess she had to come up with the plan to prove to manny that like oh i'm just saying i hate peter because of you So now you have to, like, overcompensate. Mm -hmm. But this is a guy who you genuinely like. And it is really sad that he lives in a storage closet. His dad does not give a fuck about him. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that that is a reoccurring theme. You know, hurt people, hurt people, or whatever it is that they say. (laughs) But yeah, so, break from our sponsors. LOL, we don't have any sponsors. Anyway, so, (laughs) now we're on the plot A. So remember how Marco was salty about his piece with Caitlin Ryan being dropped from airing? And I called them out for a continuity issue. Um, I hope y'all can't hear my child screaming in the background because the nerve of my mother to bring her inside to get her food. Can you hear her?
0: Yeah, you can. She's I, going in. I can in. hear her. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, my goodness. She heard you. Oh, oh my goodness. hi, friends? Hi. Oh, my goodness. Hi. Hi, <laughs> Okay, she's going to go take her bath. She big mad. Oh, yeah. She said, I know you did not just bring me in and bring me out.
1: (laughs) And dismiss me like that.
0: Aw. So back to the
1: original issue of continuity errors. Because Marco's dad clearly would have seen that segment. And now we're here finding out that, guess what? Marco's dad don't know he's gay.
0: At all. And his mama know. I just... I respect the mom for keeping it between her and Marco, but I also just kind of feel like you would let somebody know. You know what I mean? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> So Marco's practicing his lines for the play, Hamlet, and his dad makes a joke about Marco talking to himself. Marco tells him that he can't become an actor because, oh, his dad tells Marco that he can't become an actor because he's supposed to join the printing industry with his dad. Marco reminds his dad that he wants to be a social worker, just like his cousin Lou. But Daddy Marco brushes off that <laughs> aspiration and proclaims that, Cousin Lou is a derogatory term for an effeminate man, and I learned this from Google. Cause I, th- he must
0: have said something that I didn't understand. Girl, he did because it wasn't it wasn't like a common one that you would mm-hmm. think. Like I'm sure people have one in mind. It was like honestly, was it like an Italian term or something like that? It seemed like slang for another yeah, language. It okay. might have been, and
1: I can't remember. I just know that I googled it, mm-hmm. and the entire line has gone over my head until just when I watched this episode. Yeah. So Marco argues with his dad about his cousin Lou, and his dad says, "Well." Cousin Lou might help people, but he'll never help his poor mother to have grandchildren, <laughs> which Marco replies that Cousin Lou can adopt. It's no big deal.
0: No big deal. Marco, for a parent to raise a homosexual, it it's like a failure, an, an embarrassment.
1: Marco appears like he's about to go off at his dad, but then he loses his nerve and he dismisses himself from the table.
0: That is I so wild. And Marco's dad literally has always had this idea of him, but like really clearly doesn't know the real him but like doesn't even know marco's like real aspirations like it's literally just he's trying to copy and paste him
1: <laughs> true and which i don't really understand this i mean i guess i don't i'm not in a family business so i wouldn't right. understand the aspiration to force your only child to inherit it i guess i understand if you had a business that you built for yourself mm-hmm. you don't want that to go to somebody who's not in the family
0: who you would like yeah. to go
1: with your son. But you also have to understand that your son has other goals. When you
0: have a kid, you don't know what they're
1: going to be or who they're going to like or anything.
0: Yes. And imagine that generation, too. Like, I'm printing is still a thing. People still print stuff. But it's like, things change so rapidly that it's like, you could have a business now that in 20 years wasn't isn't going to outlast right. like the time. And you're going to have a child take on a failing business at that point. Like, be for real.
1: Right. I want to say, did that not happen to Froyo? Yo? Oh, dang.
0: Let's find out. Well, there's been a lot of on. conversation about Froyo lately. Maybe that's what I've been hearing. Let's find out. Like, I feel like they're going under.
1: Uh, there's a YouTube video about the real reason frozen yogurts are going. There's a refinery arg- article February 2022. Where did all the Froyo go? A very serious investigation. I mean, and honestly, if... No, I guess it, it crashed and burned. And honestly, it makes sense. That's probably what's going to happen to all these sugar... Like, these cookie companies, too. Crumbling. <gasps> if Crumble is here in 15 years, I'm going to be very surprised. And that's not me shitting on Crumble. It's just, like, things get really hot and they're really popular. And then we kind of move on.
0: Absolutely. Crumble is going to crumble. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like I love for I what real. you did there. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's where... Froyo went, and possibly the printing industry. Right. (laughs) Marco is at rehearsal for the random school play, and Paige calls Marco out for signing them up as a ploy to get close to the new guy, Tim. Speaking of Tim, Marco is rehearsing his lines with Paige and Craig when they see someone shove him into a locker and call Tim the F-word. Craig starts to go at fighting the guy, only to be stopped by Marco, who then steps in to ask Tim, How are you? And he takes Tim to the dot, and they talk about being gay and his story of coming out. Tim shares that he told his best friend since childhood and the guy punched him and called him the F word. So I guess it was that guy in the
0: hallway or just in general. That's what I'm trying to figure out too. Like, is this someone else or is that the reason this random man is still openly bullying you even though allegedly Degrassi has a no bully policy or what is it? A no tolerance Mm -hmm. policy. Girl. Cause my thought was, Why is Tim being bullied and Marco is kind of openly out at school now? You know what I mean? Is it because he's new? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Tim shares that, you know, Marco is kind of like his Yoda. After Marco extends unsolicited advice Mm -hmm. and offers to support Tim through his process, his coming out process. And he also does a really poor imitation of Yoda after Tim (laughs) says, You're like my Yoda. the storyline kind of killed me a little bit and I don't know what it is Yeah,
0: what's killing me too and I'm sure it's the same I feel like we talked about this before maybe like uh, knowing that this episode was coming up but just like not Marco like not being forthcoming with information or like actual information from his situation rather than like giving tim advice as you would like loosely give someone advice but like this is about coming out and like this is life-changing for people so giving him an advice coming from a place that you haven't even been yet is wild and also think about the time this is what 2005 2006 like it wasn't as openly accepted like people still have issues with it today but it's definitely more widely accepted like you just told him to go walk off a cliff basically like, with no experience mm-hmm. to you. Like, you came out to your friends, which is probably a little bit easier, and, like, your mom so far. But telling him to come out to his dad and you haven't yet is wild. Girl.
1: And it's like, I don't judge Marco for not being an expert in this, but it just pains mm-hmm. me to see him, like, paint himself as one. Yeah. Oh, here's what you should do. You know, it'll get so much easier. Tell us, Marco, please. And you could have you just been quiet. And I just feel like he used it as... Obviously, this was his way of getting in good with Tim. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that just was not the right thing to use. Um, but who am I? What do I know?
0: Yeah. What does anyone know? What does Marco know? What does, like, <laughs> who knows?
1: Goodbye, mommy. Bye, mommy. Good night. <laughs> Love you. Love <clears throat> you. Tim tells Marco about leaving his computer open and his dad finding out that he's gay, and Marco calls it a classic beginner's mistake. But I'm like, my my guy, was it three seasons ago where you were looking up information about being gay on the public school computer? It
0: was the computer lab computer.
1: Uh, Classic beginner's mistake. I mean, like, and clearly it is, but like, bro, that was you.
0: Yeah. Like, this is the one thing you can actually speak to, but you can't even say that you learned from that. Like... (laughs)
1: okay Marco and was he wearing cornrows in this episode because he wears cornrows sometime this season which just makes me uh, kind of mad at him in the first place I'm i don't screaming. like. I just don't like seeing it
0: it wasn't this episode but I do remember that not the hair child s- he,
1: maybe it's just me being anti-Marco and his cornrows not anti-Marco <laughs> overall but Marco and cornrows can go
0: yeah just like Terry and her cornrows could have went <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Marco tells Tim you need to go home and face your dad mm mm-hmm. He of all people encourages Tim to tell his father the truth. I don't even like. I don't blame Marco for not being open to his dad because I mm-hmm. I know obviously keep your mouth shut and I don't speak on this. But I know why Tim got
0: heated with Marco. How are you gonna tell me to do something that you didn't do yourself? that is like, that's what it is. Like you left out so many details when you gave this information, like rather than being like, I think you should, it was literally coming from a place of like, no, just do it. Just do it. Why don't you just do it then? (laughs) So
1: Marco's out here giving all this advice to Tim about coming out and how Tim's dad, he might be mad at first, but with time he's going to come to terms with it. So Tim is inspired to tell his father that he's gay. And so I think you have answered this question. You were on the same page with me. Do you think Marco is wrong for giving this advice? Don't tell me I got disconnected.
0: You were literally frozen for a second. Okay. Okay, Not all the way through the episode.
1: (laughs) So the question was, do you think that Tim was wrong for giving this advice? Or no, but if you do think Marco was wrong for giving this advice to Tim. Yes.
0: I think he's wrong for not including that he hasn't tried it. Like mm-hmm. I think in this moment he could have even improved by just being like, look, like I came out to my mom, but my dad doesn't know yet. Like this was my experience with my mom, which is also people have different relations with their moms versus their dads. Um, so I think he was wrong for saying it without the backstory of, oh, but I haven't come out to my dad yet. Like I only came Wait. out to my mom.
1: It was like he was running an experiment on Tim. Let me see what happens when you come out to your daddy <laughs> and maybe I'll have the courage to come out of mine. My... And like, if you had just been like, I came out right. to my mom, but not to my dad, Um, but this is what helped me to come out to my mother. So, or, you know, the way people give advice and they say, and they add at the end, but what do I know? Don't take my advice.
0: Yes. Yes. Like that's the least he could have done because he doesn't have that experience more specifically with a dad. Like you can't speak to that yet.
1: Knock, knock. Who's there?
0: It's Tim. He got
1: kicked (laughs) out of his home for telling his dad that he's gay. Tim is in the house crying about being kicked out for being gay, and Marco realizes that he needs to do damage control real quick before they both end up on the streets. Marco is scrambling, and Tim realizes that this motherfucker just told me to come out to my daddy, and you ain't out on your own. I need to know if the writers are trolling us, though, because the story that Marco creates is that Tim's dad kicked him out because Tim wanted to be an actor. And the next morning... (laughs) Margo's dad is like, I don't like acting, but that's an odd reason to kick out your child. So I was like, is, <laughs> was Marco
0: using Manny's storyline? Oh my goodness. I literally forgot about that. That's probably on purpose.
1: Or is Tim Manny's long lost, lost mystery brother?
0: Girl, this makes so much sense. Because while I was watching this episode, I was watching it with my partner. And I was like, yo, mad people in this episode are displaced. Like Manny doesn't live with her family right now. And homeboy got kicked out. Not even realizing that they used Manny's story for Tim. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Sir, no, I feel like you just stole that." Right.
1: Okay. I mean, you know, a lie is best when it's close to somebody's truth. That I don't tell lies, so that's what I've been told. But damn, did I lose connection
0: again? Where this is what? We're, yeah. Huh? It's uh, picking like the worst times.
1: So I basically just said that a lie works best when it's close to the truth, or that is what I have been told. Who knows?
0: What do I know? Right,
1: exactly. But what do I know? So y'all can try it and let me know if it works, but... So Tim makes a slick comment about how Marco's great, a great actor and he fools everyone with his acting, and then Tim leaves. Marco brings Paige up to speed the next morning, and somehow the resolution of this story is that Marco needs to tell his father that he's gay to make it up to Tim, a character who we will never see again, or very little. Yes. Marco decides to tell his father that he's gay before the performance, his father mm-hmm. ignores him, and then he's also mad that Marco brought Tim in the house. And his dad walks away and cuts the conversation. So Marco's upset. He's like, dang, you didn't even let me finish. But then he hops on the, the stage to perform anyway. But in the middle of his performance, <laughs> which was a really bad performance, mind you, Marco stops his performance to announce to the audience that he's gay, and his dad has a nerve to get up and leave. Paige looks really proud, but like, bitch, are you going to give him a place to stay?
0: That part... I mean, at least she has accepting parents. Maybe they would, but...
1: Mm, You're right. Marco's dad tries to ignore Marco when they're all at home, but Marco won't let him. His dad tells him that he loves Marco, but he doesn't want to know about this part of Marco's life. Marco's mom assures Marco that one day his father will accept Marco as his son, and the episode ends.
0: So many questions. Again, I have so many questions for Mama Marco, because I just, like, wonder what's stopping her. Maybe... What is it? Maybe the normal, maybe she doesn't work, or, like, maybe she relies on him or she something She does. Remember, like she works at that little convenience store. Mm, okay, because I'm literally, like, what's stopping her from speaking up about his problematic ways, but normally gender roles, so.
1: Yeah, I also feel like everyone's not as hardcore as I think you and I are, where that is, was absolutely, like, a chopping block qualification for me. You're yeah. we homophobic or transphobic. We weren't making a child together. <laughs> but what do I know? <laughs> but what do I know? <laughs> but I don't think that everyone necessarily makes those same considerations when they consider one having a child and two having a child with another person. They don't consider what that they. I don't know. Maybe people see like the benefit of the doubt and they assume yeah. this person will always love their child, and then they learn oh, he doesn't just hate like gay people who he doesn't know he's gonna hate our child too and wow look at us with a gay child damn yeah. should have planned that better which also yeah. even in the absence of a gay child you shouldn't
0: want a homophobic spouse but
1: again everyone is not as hardcore as i think we are
0: yeah that's actually a really good point because people, the people they end up with sometimes woof and people love to make the excuse of, like, well, we can have difference of
1: opinions. Like, an opinion is about apples to oranges. It is not when somebody's life is at risk.
0: So, no, right. we can't. We can't. Yeah. Nope.
1: Yeah. So, my moral is don't take advice from Marco. But also, don't give advice if you are not in a place to give advice, I guess.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. Mine is honesty is key. Y'all are some mm. liars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very good. I agree. Next on Degrassi. The one-year anniversary of the school shooting opens up old wounds for everyone involved. Spinner goes with Darcy to the Friendship Club's annual retreat, where he has to deal deal with his demons. Jimmy has to choose what direction he wants to take when it comes to Hazel and Ellie. Didn't know that that was a thing. That (laughs) wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back this time next week, whatever it takes.